What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the independent scene to NXT, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspectives, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in all of pro wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Shut the hell up! This is the not another wrestling podcast here are your hosts sean mcchesney and cj palmasano all right let's get to it episode number 21 21 our podcast is finally able to go buy itself a beer exactly of the not another wrestling podcast sean mcchesney and cj palmasano here we're your hosts we got a lot to get to today this week cj in a very little amount of time so we're going to do our best um we were off last week and obviously we um watched a in my opinion a very good elimination chamber pay-per-view uh the wwe championship finally got its chance to main event we're not going to go through the pay-per-view but we are going to hit the points that we want to hit later on uh, we're going to review Raw and SmackDown this week. We're going to talk about a little bit of being the elite, some AEW news. Bruce Pritchard comes back, and we had the best two episodes of Raw and SmackDown in a long time. I would say, pro- I want to say probably since SummerSlam week. Yeah, for sure. Week after SummerSlam. For sure. It, it, both of them were highly executed to perfection, and we're going to talk about both of them, and I think we'll hit all the points we want to hit from the past couple of weeks just by talking about Raw and SmackDown. But there's a bigger storyline that has surfaced over the last couple of days, CJ, that I want to talk to you about. And that is this Twitter war between Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch that has surfaced. It's been going on pretty much since Monday night when Becky Lynch was quote-unquote arrested and uh, taken out of uh, Atlanta and all that and more. Also, we have a few releases uh, to talk about as well a little bit later on in the show. But again, Ronda and Becky, I want to discuss first. Of course. Um, Ronda, or or Becky, of course, being quote-unquote arrested in Atlanta last week by invading Raw. Showing them cave fade mugshots. Exactly. That were supposedly taken in the backstage hallway. But anyway, so to kind of catch you up to speed, Ronda uh, calls out Stephanie, or calls out Vince McMahon to reinstate Becky. Stephanie says it's not going to happen. Ronda drops the belt in the ring and basically says, I won't compete unless she you reinstate Becky Lynch. She stuttered a lot in that promo. Exactly. But somewhere... Probably Ronda's worst promo. Yeah, I th- I think she tried to rush through it, which is never a good idea. No. Uh, but somewhere along the way, CJ, this Twitter war happens between uh, Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. And I'm going to pull it up. Uh, I'm not going to read all of it because uh, there is a lot of foul language for the three children listening out there. Mm. Uh, so basically... I will read the tweets kind of one by one. It starts with the mugshot picture of Becky Lynch, which, by the way, they're selling T-shirts now, which is phenomenal. She yeah, says, they're, they're putting making any and every kind of money they can with Becky course. Lynch. She goes, Rhonda, you go back and get that belt because I didn't come this far to collect it from Stephanie. I came all this way to take 
take it from you. This was, I believe, posted, I want to say, Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Rhonda then continues and says, that's what I'm trying to do, dumbass. You holding around trying to be a ginger crutch ninja and taking fake prison photos in the hallway isn't helping. Right. And then uh, is this like uh, eighth grade where it's like we take turns reading separate chapters of a book? If you want to. <laughs> so then Becky Lynch replies, well, keep that F word out of your mouth and concentrate on getting better at this business instead of trying to remain above it. Looking forward to seeing you real soon. Rhonda replies, says, F word, you mean, quote, fake, fake like the nonsensical BS arm, quote, arm bar that you don't, doesn't even work and just looks like you're holding the, I'm going to say male appendage. Sure. You wish you had. And Becky replies. Becky replies with, huh, it does look exactly like one that you mention it. And she photoshopped Ronda Rousey's husband's face on Ronda Rousey's hand while she's doing the armbar, basically holding that whatever with Travis Brown's face over it. And then, obviously, the big tweet that caught everyone's attention. And and uh, Ross Twiddell from Cultaholic just said one, two, three, four, five, six times, please don't reply, Ronda. It's over. Right. But she did reply. Yes. And, and this is what's got people talking. And do you have that tweet pulled up on you? I don't, but I. how can I forget? She basically said, Rebecca Quinn, I don't care what the script says. I'm beating the quote-unquote, you know what, out of you the next the time word. I see you. Yes. Um, so that was the main tweet that caught everybody's attention. And there are reports that says WWE officials are not happy with either of them, the way they handled this, uh, which lends to the question, CJ, is this real or is it a work? Your it's opinion. It's wrestling. Everything's a work. Listen, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. You just can't. For years and years and years, people would say Roman, Re Roman Reigns heel turn coming soon. Vince McMahon not so high on Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns possibly turning him heel. Same thing with John Cena. And this is what I've always said to those things. I'll believe it when I see it. Of course. Other things you may not, some things come out of the blue. Some things you're kind of speculating like, yeah, that makes sense. With this, I don't truly believe that they're actually, the officials are actually like furious with them. Maybe a little peeved, maybe a little, little ticked off, but overall it got people talking and, um, every press is good press. And this is really building up the match. And again, they're doing such a great job with, with this story. Mm -hmm. It is obviously the heavily most booked most carefully analyzed story that they are planning into WrestleMania because obviously this is going to be the first ever women's main event of WrestleMania. Oh, if you didn't realize that by now, you, I'm sure I know. you have by now. You have to realize realize it by now. There is no one in the wrestling world who is more popular than Becky Lynch. Ronda Rousey is kind of being a tweener in a little bit where she's kind of taking a big big dump over the wrestling fans, kind of making it seem like she's better than, than this and that she... You know, she like didn't have to do this. No, she didn't. She's here, and make it seem like kind of like because with Becky's story is that she is she has worked her ass off to make it where she is in the position she is today. Right. And and then you have Charlotte Flair kind of just laughing at both of them, and Char Charlotte being the amazing heel that she is, saying on SmackDown this week that she will be at Raw so Stephanie McMahon can award her the Raw Women's Championship. Which likely this is where they'll announce the triple threat. For sure. For sure, they announced the triple threat, or at the very least, Becky will. I mean, yeah. You know, now the, the way things are going, the triple threat seems more likely, rather than Becky having to beat like Charlotte 
or Ronda to get into the match. I mean, that's also very likely where maybe it's like, you know what, Becky will give you a chance at Fastlane. You'll face Charlotte. If you win, you're in the match. If you lose, your suspension continues sort of thing. Or your suspension uh, just, yeah, continues or doesn't extend or anything. Yeah, you know, they might lean to something like that. Or because, you know, Ronda dropped the belt in the middle of the ring, they might not have a choice and they might just reinstate her right there. Either way, I think we're going to start seeing either it's going to be official on Monday or it's going to be official next Sunday at Fastlane. We'll see, and it's going to be very, it's going to be very exciting month to see how this story plays out. Absolutely, I'm excited and for WrestleMania. I'm I've been telling you since match. November. I'm excited to be live in attendance to see this match. I mean, the excitement will gets better and better and better as the as the month and the weeks and the days go by. But this is with anything with Becky Lynch, you can't miss it. Yeah, you can't miss it. You have to watch it. You have to see it, and it's very carefully done and. All people are here every week on Raw, on Raw mm-hmm. or SmackDown. Granted, I think Charlotte Becky's been showing up more on Raw than she has on SmackDown lately. Well, uh, I think they're just doing that as a transition because she'll probably well, if she's going to win the championship, even if she didn't, I think she would be on Raw going forward. Yeah, I think they're just kind of making get used to. They're just getting her used to the transition, I guess. Probably, Charlotte's still show, showing up on SmackDown. Right now, with how things are going, what do you think is more likely that? Charlotte stays on SmackDown or and moves or moves to Raw because one thing to remember is Charlotte is a big name in the women's division mm-hmm. whether she's on either brand kind you know, of kind of leaving her on SmackDown can help kind of having her run that show and Becky run the other show it can but also you have to think of the fact that Ron is probably at least taking a hiatus for a little while after WrestleMania um, which leads to believe which one of them is going to take the finish at Mania is a discussion for another day I only thought of that because I had a discussion the other night right now I'm saying Ronda I'm I'm agreeing with you if she's leaving yeah if she's leaving it makes sense for Ronda to take the finish if it's not it makes the most sense in the world for Charlotte to take the finish well eventually Ronda's going to have to lose she's and that's what I've been saying submitted, so. and if she's leaving there's no reason why she shouldn't take the finish no uh but anyway another discussion for another day um it makes sense for charlotte to stay on smackdown but i do believe that they're building a lot of other women uh to help carry the smackdown division obviously led by oscar uh it's heavy on the rumor mill it's going to be lacey evans that faces her at wrestlemania mm. mandy rose is getting the title shot next sunday she's Look, proven herself i mean I, we can get a little more into the women with smackdown later on we talk about it all I'll say about it for now is that, like, with Lacey Evans, I don't like this whole catwalk thing. Like, no. shows up to the ring, shows up, decides to call everybody nasties, and then walk back up to the, ra- uh, to the ramp. Makes no sense. I agree. Um, but start getting into uh, Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I mean, I, again, you know, I think it's the Bruce Pritchard effect, a phenomenal Monday Night Raw. Obviously, being opened up by Roman Reigns, the moment I knew he was going to be on GMA the next morning, you knew what the announcement was going to be, that he mm-hmm. is in remission, he's cleared to come back to the ring. Um, and, you know, we were we did a show the week that he announced that he had leukemia, we mm-hmm. were talking about two years, a year and a half, I don't think five any, months. I don't think anybody no ever one saw that expected... Coming. Roman Reigns to return so soon to be ready and for WrestleMania. This you know year. this this is great because he's he's back. He's healthy. There's more star power added to the roster, which is something with reports of Vince McMahon thinking that the that he doesn't feel like the WWE have superstars anymore and the roster is stale. To a certain degree, yes, that's true. But there's also guys who are so great who just don't feel like big stars of how they're booked. Right. Uh, kind of a discussion. 
for another time. Now, real, but, qu- real, oh, go ahead, go ahead. real quick, did you see that uh, that tweet that that leukemia Twitter official account came out and discussed what leukemia was and all that? Yeah, I and read. I, I read an article. And I'm not saying that this was a work because anyone who believes that that is a work should just stop now. Stop. But. I was a little, I guess, uneducated where, like, how could he beat something like this in just five months? Mm-hmm. Once I read the article, it made a lot more sense to me that there are multiple versions of leukemia. Yes, there's multiple versions of leukemia. There's also depends on the person's, um, uh, I guess, uh, health. Health. Right. Like, as far as their physique. And obviously somebody like Roman who's very healthy, who obviously who's, the second time around with this. Like a super athlete. Right. And the second time around with this has great health care from the WWE that I'm sure they provided for him. WWE um, doesn't provide healthcare. Well, I'm saying I'm sure they helped him with it. I know they don't, but I'm sure they definitely gave him a helping hand with this. Yeah, I don't think they did. You don't think so? Roman's got money. Well, of course, but he's, he's got money. He can spend the money on the bills and stuff. Either like, way, I think he had it better around the second time with this than the first time. Well, obviously, yeah, because when you beat one cancer and it comes back, you you know what to do this time. You're prepared. You beat it again. Right. And it felt so nice to see... Roman Reigns being cheered. Yeah. And Roman Reigns actually being welcomed back. And when he said, the big dog is back, and everyone um It just takes me back to a year and a half ago. He's getting booed out of the Superdome. I know. And people who are trying to say, start, you you suck chance, got booed. Yeah, I'm sure. They they got booed. And they'll get booed in the Meadowlands when we're there in six weeks, I'm sure. Well, a lot can happen in six weeks. WWE could... Royal, hey, I'll be cheering. Royally messed up, messed up his booking from now, but but that's the thing. Roman Reigns. Is By back. the way, that picture you sent me this morning, I laughed a lot at that. Yeah, the, the picture I sent Sean this morning was um, the caption was, "I won't be surprised if this happens, considering how Vince McMahon has been on TV lately." And it's and Roman it, versus Brock. It's Roman versus Brock. Well, no, the the one I sent you this morning with the caption, "Can Vince go three for three And it's Roman going, "Hey, Seth, it's a nice title shot. Be a shame if someone took that away from you." <laughs> As they zoom in on Roman's face. But, exactly. But Roman Reigns kicked off Raw. He came back. Bottom he, line, that's not going to happen, people. Yeah. He's in remission. Good for Roman Reigns. And then Seth Rollins came down, gave him a hug. As we progressed through the show, um, Alexa Bliss had Finn Balor yeah. on uh, for a moment of bliss. And we will never know what Alexa Bliss will off- would have offered to Corey show Finn Corey Graves Balor. was ready to throw himself off a roof. <laughs> Go away, Leo! <laughs> She wanted oh, she wanted Finn Grace. Balor to remove that title belt so she can see his abs. Like and I'll show you my abs. I'll show, show you. Your... Yeah, you show me your abs. I'll show you my. And then Leo, Leo Rush's music, music hits. Go away, Leo. Go away, <laughs> Corey Graves. Then they had an intercontinental title match, uh, which Finn Balor won. Of course. Um, you know a lot of other big things, but I think the bigger thing I want to get to on Raw was the Ronda Rousey segment. Well, that too. Uh, so we'll start with that first, obviously, and we just brushed up on it a little bit. Uh, Becky getting arrested on Raw. Ronda calling out Vince. She gets Stephanie. Stephanie says, "I feel your pain. Trust me, I do." And she said, "But we can't reinstate Becky. She did it to herself." All of this. Ronda leaves the Raw Women's Championship in the middle of the ring, which basically is a, if you don't reinstate Becky, I do not perform at WrestleMania sort of thing. So it's an ultimatum that we're we're going to see the results of this Monday. Yeah, kind of touched on it. But I think the thing to get on later, um, I'm trying to think here about the NXT guys. Aleister Black and Ricochet had a match, and uh, I can't remember who they faced. I think they faced a revival, I want to say. Yeah, they faced the revival two weeks in a row. I mean, the revival are the tag chance, but they've, 
but they've jobbed to they've the jobbed NXT, NXT guys NXT two weeks guys. in a row. It's almost kind of like one step forward, two steps backwards with these guys. Yeah, and, my, and not that Alistair Black and Ricochet don't deserve you know to get a push right away on Raw because obviously these guys are big stars. But and, against the Raw tag champs, and here is a story behind that. Apparently Vince McMahon pretty much just woke up one morning and felt that the roster was not big enough and he needed more new faces on Raw and SmackDown. So he called somebody found, and asked who are the four biggest stars in NXT because you know he doesn't know that it's his brand these guys are eventually going to come up to your main roster for your television shows you should be educated but you're not right you should you should take the time a little just a little bit to know who's who's potentially coming to your roster one day yeah anyway the person the individual just probably one of his higher-ups told him alistair black ricochet johnny gargano and tommaso champo right and the episode they initially debuted on, the crowd was dead. Oh, yeah. They, they were much better on SmackDown the next night. They were. The crowd was a little hotter. But the thing was, the revi- it kind of takes away from the blood feud of Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. And we're getting into that in a minute, too. I know. I know they're, they're now kind of reconciled, and they've, they're have they teaming in the Dusty Classic now. Right. So it kind of makes sense, but them just randomly showing up as a babyface tag team rather than that moment where Gargano and Champa shook hands had that moment happened first it would have been a bigger it deal it would have made a bi- it would have made a lot more sense yeah so now it's just random and Ricochet and Aleister Black are apparently a team and they beat Rusev and Nakamura on SmackDown my whole thing with the NXT call-ups is this takes away from that this takes away from them being called up from after Mania yeah. Because you debuted them in towns where nobody really knew who they were, especially on Raw. The people The Lafayette crowd. The lot like that is not a good crowd. That'll be remembered forever as one of the worst crowds in the history of wrestling. Like you call them up after Mania. You call them up in Chicago. You call them up in like Toronto. Hell in, the, two, in LA, the two days after you know? WrestleMania is in Brooklyn. In New Orleans, you know? Boston. Like in bigger cities. You know? It's either bigger cities or obviously, like for example, it's 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 ninety nine point nine percent sure that Tampa Bay is going to be the host city next year. But everyone from all around the world is going to be there. It becomes a wrestling city for a week and a half. Exactly. So it's either in bigger cities or the night or the night and the night after WrestleMania that you debut these guys in, or SummerSlam as well, because SummerSlam will be in Toronto this year. Another hot crowd. And I'm not liking how these guys are being booked so far. Neither am I. Like I was very worried when Alistair Black was going to get called up, and I'm. Because you were right. Th- this this guy is money. He's oozes with charisma without even saying a word. He doesn't need to say much. He lets his actions speak in the ring for him. Ricochet being maybe the best high flyer in the world. I was gonna say I get hurt watching Ricochet do backflips. Either him or Will Ospreay, but Ricochet is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And then Gargano and Champa have had probably the best story I've seen in professional wrestling in such a long time. Right. Maybe the the best I've seen in years, probably my favorite feud in a long time. Just, it's so good. This takes away from a lot of that hard work that Triple H has put into NXT. Mm -hmm. And that is another thing. Triple H was not notified that these guys were going to get called up that night. Right. He was not notified. So there was some beef between Vince and Triple H. Right, because Triple H probably had different plans for those four. Yeah, he probably wanted uh, 
Ricochet and Black. Well, maybe not Ricochet, but probably like Black and Gargano for sh- uh, Black and Champa to debut for sure. I was going to say because honestly, with with what Brooklyn Five looks like right now, why well, is Johnny Gargano debuting on TV when he's going to be the NXT champion? Apparently, they're calling it Takeover New York, but it's Brooklyn Five. Whatever, it's Brooklyn Five. So that's the thing. Somebody make a T-shirt. That, that's the thing. But but that's the thing though. It's like why are you calling up Johnny Gargano when he's likely to win the NXT championship? Because Vince McMahon doesn't watch NXT. Yep. Th- that's that's plain and simple. Because if if Triple H were running the main roster and NXT, he'd realize okay, we can't call up Gargano just yet and Champa just yet because these guys need to finish their story in NXT first. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that about Champa. Because you saw that with Kevin Owens, you saw it with Sasha Banks. Their title reigns were likely to end right after that, and they yeah, did. I know. So Champ Champa makes more sense than Gargano, but I, I see your point here. The story's not done yet. Gargano for sure should have not appeared on Raw and SmackDown. Champa, you can get away with because it's obvious he's losing the belt in six weeks anyway. Alistair Black had rumors that he'd get called up to the main roster. Alistair Black. It was rumored for months, for right. several months that he'd be getting called. Black up. Black was ready to get called up. Ricochet, in my opinion, was ready to get called up. The one that should have been left alone was Johnny Gargano. That's the one that never made sense to me. Yeah. Again, Vince pretty much just called somebody, said who the f- top four yeah. male talent in NXT, and the person said those four names. Actually, I- I'm lying here. It only made sense to me at the beginning because I felt, okay, maybe they're not going to go with Champa Gargano, but after they shook hands and they agreed the team in the Dusty Classic, now I'm like, what the hell was that? Because it's obvious that they are going to be the main event of Brooklyn Five. Brooklyn Five. It's obvious. But So why bother? You know what? At the end of the day, the match is still going to be incredible. Of course. The the, te- the NXT television is still going to be incredible. So that's something we need to still remember. Uh, it's just, again, it's it's the little things. That and also, us. we're wrestling fans. We forget a lot of things after a week. That's true. I couldn't even remember who Alistair Black and Ricochet faced this week on Raw. <laughs> just, that just goes to show you. Well, why don't we keep continuing on Raw? There's another big thing we need to discuss. And out of nowhere, the return of Batista. Drax the Destroyer is back. So let's kind of catch everybody up to speed on this really, really quick. We'll go back to October, SmackDown 1000. The reuniting of Evolution, who, by the way, never appeared on SmackDown once until that night, which made sense. Anyway, so Batista's <laughs> going through the whole group. He gets to Triple H, and he goes, this man has done everything in this business except beat me. They had the stare down. They chuckled. They hugged it out. They left. Out of nowhere, six months later, well, actually, let's go to Crown Jewel a few weeks later, Triple H um, tears his pectoral muscle, so we're thinking, all right, the match is probably not going to happen. There were there were reports of saying Triple H was questionable. Right. If he would, But be, because he wasn't time. on TV, it would be, you know, because when it happened, I remember coming on here and saying, he can easily be cleared in time, but without the right promotion, the match is never going to happen. When they came on TV in January and said the McMahons are fully in charge on Raw and we're going to be on TV full time, that's when I knew the match was going to happen because Triple H will rehab his ass off. He might not be cleared until the week before WrestleMania to get uh, physical with Batista. But he but, has time. But he has time, and now they can lead us into the match. And now fast forward back to Monday. They call out Ric Flair for his 70th birthday. I knew the second that he was taking a while. I'm like, oh, something's, something's going something, on. Something's big. Something and happened. Batista shows up in the back, assaults Ric Flair, drags him out of his locker room. And by assault him, I mean he threw a couch at the wall and dragged out Ric Flair. Yeah, he, he made some noise in the room. <laughs> Right, and he just goes, Hunter, do I have your attention now? Ah, yeah. <laughs> Batista always knows how to make a meme out of himself. <laughs> but anyway, now it's confirmed. Batista, Triple H, WrestleMania 35, it's going to happen, and I cannot wait. This is going to be good. It's gonna, I, be- I mean, here's the thing about Dave Batista is that he was always a guy who loved wrestling. Even after he left the WWE, he was going into acting, and he was starting to get some 
really uh, some notoriety. And then after he left WWE the, the second time, he, I mean, he did Guardians of the Galaxy, and now he's blown up. But he was he, always vocal. He wanted to come back for one yes, more Yes, and that's the thing is that when he, when he came, when he talked in interviews, he's like, I don't just want to do TVs. Like, like I want to do house shows. I want to wrestle. Yeah. I want to do the loops. Like, it's like, because I actually love it. I want to be there for it. Right. I don't want to just be like someone who, who shows up for TV and only wrestles on pay-per-views. Like, that's not what I want to do. Right. And that's something I've always loved about Batista. He's someone who loves wrestling, loves the business. He didn't, train his whole life to do it but he became someone he got into it later in life and he became someone who fell in love with it and made it his life mm -hmm. and, and honestly and you mentioned it before the segment was perfectly executed mm -hmm. you know they bring out all the legends they bring out every one of Ric Flair's friends and then all of a sudden Ric Flair's dead in the back um, and I love that he's a heel Yes, I do too. Because now they finally did it right with him. They brought him back as a heel. Even though I did hear rumors that Triple H was supposed to be the heel in this, obviously not going to happen with the way that the, the McMahon's have been booked on TV. Triple H is obviously. We've the already face. seen the heel dynamic between Triple H as a the, the dynamic between Triple H as a heel and Batista as a baby. Oh, and it didn't work. We haven't seen the. No, it worked. It got Batista over. Oh, I mean, like way back when. I'm I'm talking about the last time. What do you mean? When he came back as a face and Triple H was the heel, and then they quickly turned Batista heel. I'm talking about 2014. I'm not oh, talking 20, about 2005. Oh, oh, 2014. Yeah. Oh, no, 2005, it worked. I'm, I'm talking about 2014 when it okay, was an abstract yeah. failure. Well, yeah, because they realize, I mean, at least now, that Batista's great as a heel, and if you think about it, he really didn't get to hold, do a whole lot as a heel. He, got, he became a heel towards the end of his first run in WWE when he feuded with Cena for the title. He... Turn, had to turn heel because of how popular Daniel Bryan was mm -hmm. and then Evolution got back together and now he's a heel again with this feud with Triple H. Right. So, again, he people are kind of just so used to him being a babyface and even though he was a heel in Evolution, he really didn't get to... That really didn't count. He really didn't get to do stuff on his own as right. a heel. Which, now he gets to do it again. Right. So, I'm super excited for this. I'm excited for the promos because I feel like Batista was a underrated. I feel like he's an underrated guy. I think he was better on oh, the mic as a heel than he was as a face. Yeah, I, I just think he's one of those guys who a lot of the internet like to like to take a dump all over him. Like, but I loved Batista growing up. I thought he, he was one of my favorite wrestler, wrestlers growing up as a kid, and I I just feel he's very underrated because a lot of smarks like to like to say like oh he couldn't wrestle he couldn't do this and whatever. I'm like that's not true. No, Batista right. has had great matches. Of course. I mean, if he he, he went with guys like Triple H and The Undertaker, Edge, and Edge, um, Shawn, uh, Shawn Michaels. Did he face Shawn Michaels? A couple times in 03. He faced him after uh, WrestleMania 24 as well. Uh, yeah, he did. That's he right. He had that huge he rivalry did. with Shawn Michaels at Backlash yeah. and One Night Stand. Yeah, that's right. He did. He he did face Shawn Michaels. Um, Chris Jericho. He had a few good runs. Jericho. John Cena. Two thousand eight SummerSlam was a great match. Randy Orton. Um, you know, he had matches with the guys in the Shield. So, Batista is a good wrestler. For those of you who think he isn't, whatever. That's your opinion. You're entitled to it. Now, let me ask you this because I had this debate at work last night. If this is if this is going to be it, if Batista's come back for one more match and that's it, and WrestleMania 35 is the end of the road from who wins the match, Triple H or Batista? I would say Triple H because Avengers uh, Endgame is going to be coming out. Uh, before, uh, right after WrestleMania, so one WWE is going to get mainstream press for that, so they can promote the movie. Two, I kind of feel like this is it for Triple uh, for Triple H uh, for Batista because mm -hmm. he's always said like the one thing he wants to do before he's done is like face Triple H. And yeah, then that's one more it. time. One more time, that's it. Right. And I would think Triple H goes over. 
I would I would have to cause, agree because again he, I, he never beat Batista ever. he did never beat Batista and if this is the end of the road for Batista it, it would seem obvious that he would do the job and leave with his head held high of course right and, and, and goes, again obviously and probably goes to the Hall of Fame next year I would agree I would absolutely agree well deserved too yeah absolutely Going to the Hall of Fame next year, and we'll just pretend that him beating up a 70-year-old man never happened. Uh, let's move over to SmackDown yes, real quick. SmackDown. And by also, that, I mean he threw a chair at the wall and dragged Ric Flair out. <laughs> also another great episode of SmackDown Live. Absolutely. Um, one of the bigger things in the show, obviously, was before Kofi signed his contract for Fastlane, Vince McMahon comes out, replaces Kofi with Kevin Owens. But Kevin Owens is back. How great was that opening segment? Oh, it was like, phenomenal. They, they showed his career highlights up until this point. He cut an, an passionate babyface promo. The crowd is so... They're behind him. He's over. And Vince just pulled the trigger out of nowhere. Yeah. And the stuff with Kevin Owens is interesting. I say interesting because, well, I'm intrigued, but I don't know where things are going to go. They could go good. They could go bad. Well, here's what I do know. What I do know right off the bat is Kofi's getting the title shot at Manium. I don't know if it's one-on-one, but he's going to be in that title match, and he's likely to win the title match now. Because if so. this was a one-and-done at Fastlane, they would leave it as a one-and-done at Fastlane. They didn't do that. Or they, they could have pulled an Eddie Guerrero where Eddie won the title at No Way Out. And right. But, champion. They could have done but you and I knew that was very unlikely. Yeah. But the fact that they made this a big deal now and they took Kofi out of the match, now it's confirmed Kofi is likely to win the championship at WrestleMania now. Plus, uh, from a marketing standpoint, I read an article saying that WWE can really uh, boost up New Day merchandise uh, with Kofi as champion. Oh, for sure. Um, That's something, apparently, that's a big reason why Vince may want to put the title on him. And it's well-deserved for him to put the title on him because he's been there for 11 years, he's been busting his ass, and people really forget how good he really is then i think people kind of just forget how great everybody in the new day is because they're funny they have a great gimmick they have a great act but sometimes you just forget how good they can go i was gonna say you remember Big E as the intercontinental champion not a bad reign mm. xavier woods was good on the mic before this started but the thing is e and Z- and xavier woods didn't really get to be themselves biggie was good he had a decent intercontinental title reign and Xavier Woods was kind of just, you know, our truth's friend. They really didn't get to be themselves and right. show who they were until they got to the new. No, you're, you're absolutely right on that. No, no question about it at all. Um, but, you know, thinking about this Kofi and Kevin Owens thing, what a lot of people forget is if they are just going to do Kevin Owens, Danny Bryan, and Fastlane, and that's what they look like they're doing, that's a fantastic filler match. That match is going to be good. Oh, for sure. Kevin Owens. Beard versus Beard. Exactly. And you look at Kevin Owens and, and I almost said Sami Zayn because that would be awesome again. But Kevin Owens mm-hmm. and Daniel Bryan, any other time of the year, people would be very excited to see this match. Obviously, with the circumstances, people feel very different. But I did know that right away, as soon as they pulled the trigger on that segment, that they are making a bigger deal out of this and Kofi is going to be involved going into WrestleMania. My prediction, this is probably going to lead into the fifth triple threat match we're going to see that night. But how many triple threat matches? Do you th- five triple what? threat matches? No, I'm I'm joking. Like oh. it's two, but two very important ones that should mm. have remained one on one that aren't going to. Yeah. Um. That's what I think this is at least going to lead to, and because they're building Kevin Owens more as a tweener, but in this stage more of a face. More on the face uh, side. Yeah. More on the face side. I think Brian will probably get a cheap win or a DQ at Fastlane. Or Kofi gets involved. Or Kofi gets involved, maybe, which maybe puts more heat back on Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, leads to the triple threat at Mania. And again, really, I don't care as long as Kofi wins the championship. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. And I was talking to a few buddies of mine. When you think of the Mania card, and we were talking about how it already looks very good, would you put the WWE title match first? Mm. With those three? 
to get the crowd excited and ready to go, I, I might. I might put I, them first. No, no, because that really steps back the importance of the world championship. You can have like the Intercontinental Championship, the United States Championship, have like a big fun match, like. You know, Mania this year opened with the triple threat with Rollins, uh, Miz and Balor. Miz, I'm sorry, last year, Miz and Balor, and then the year before that, uh, what did we have open? We had uh, AJ, AJ and, and, Shane. and Shane. The year before that, you had the ladder match with. Uh, the year before that, the ladder match. Yes. So my thing is, you really need a a really you need a big match to open the show for WrestleMania, but not a world title. Okay, because that's I, fair. Because I remember with WrestleMania 27 when. Edge was the world heavyweight champion and he opened the show with Del Rio that just made me like go what the world heavyweight championship a title that's main event at Wrestlemania and many of reviews before it is is opening, opening the, the show, show? makes no sense well to that me. mania that, was that, garbage start to finish was, but that devalues a world championship if the WWE championship is the top prize on Smackdown and if the universal championship is the top prize on Raw that if you put either one of them in an opening match, that devalues, and obviously you, cher- you, you, I mean, everybody knows Vince values the Universal Championship more than the WWE Championship of at this point. But the thing is, you still have to have a kayfabe sense in this. You still have to try and make us believe and disp- disp- dispense our belief uh, as fans. Because the WWE Championship is the most prestigious wrestling title in the world. And to anybody who wants to say the IWGP championship to be a real smart, go ahead. The heavyweight championship. That's a prestigious championship too, but there's no other championship that is more prestigious than the WWE championship. It has a longer history, a longer lineage, and if the title, if that, if, if that happens one day, the, the WWE championship opening a WrestleMania or a pay-per-view... I don't know what to think. I think it only, and I agree with you on all those points, but I do think it's a huge match that has the potential of an, and don't get me wrong, it has the potential to main event WrestleMania too. Mm. But I do think if you look at the card right now and think, all right, what is the one match on here as of right now that we could put out there first and get everybody on their feet and get on the edge of their seats? I think it's that triple threat match if it were right now. Now, right what, now, what the- you mentioned with the U.S. Championship, I think we're going to see Andrade and Ray in that picture very soon. I think we're going to see that leading in the Put the mania. U.S. title on ladder match. Yeah. Put so the may- U.S. title on ladder match. Down. So maybe my perspective will change. But I do believe that as of right now, I think that's the one match that has the capability of opening the show and get, get everybody excited. Get Andrade, Rey Mysterio, R-Truth, Rusev, Nakamura. Uh, who are some other guys on SmackDown you could throw in? Actually, no, with, all, with, with everybody jumping from brand to brand, you could put anybody in there. You could put anybody in that match. Put, I don't know, uh... Damn it, I can't think of anybody. <laughs> I can't think of anybody. Put the Hardys in it. Put both of them in it. You could put both Matt and Jeff in there. You could put Samoa Joe in there. Yeah. You could put... Who else was in the Elimination Chamber? Oh, Mustafa Ali. Yeah. You put Mustafa Ali in there. That's his plen- matchback. You have plenty of guys who can... Who you can... You, what you did with the Intercontinental Championship, you can do with the United States Championship again. Have, the, have WrestleMania open with a ladder match for the U.S. title ladder matches have proven multi-man ladder matches have proven in the past to get the crowd fired mm-hmm. up it's a big match and you're not wait you're not i don't want to know about saying wasting but kind of throwing away a world title 
in your opening match of WrestleMania. You do not want that. Listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying what the card looks like right now. I think that's the one match that I can see as a huge opener. But again, discussion for another day. I do agree with you on that stance. That's just the way I see it. So let's kind of move on with that. And speaking of Ray and Andrade, R-Truth with a funny segment with the U.S. Open Challenge. Saying that John, John Cena, Cena was his childhood hero. <laughs> Even though they're the, basically the same age. No, truth, Truth's older. He's vastly older than him. Vastly. Truth, Truth's almost 50. He's in his early 50s. He I has find to that be. hilarious. Yeah, because his 44th birthday party was like seven years ago. Jesus. But anyway, so his segment, what would John Cena do? John, I'm going to make you proud. And then he retained his championship. But regardless of that, I see Andrade and Ray now being involved in some sort of a U.S. title picture down the line. They um, have to be. It was a decent match, I will say. Uh, anything R-Truth is in is funny, and I support 100%. Um, I hate R-Truth. I know you do, but it's okay. Um, the Hardys returning as a tag team. Love it. I love it, absolutely. No one saw it coming either. So apparently recently with the Hardys is that their contracts were supposed to be expiring very, very soon. WWE invoked a clause that extends that uh, contract by a year. Huh. Uh, why they waited so soon to do it with all these people trying to go to AEW. Maybe they weren't sure about Matt's condition. Uh, AEW's got something to do with it too, but also you got to remember Matt kind of technically retired six months ago. I know because they didn't have any more tag team titles to give them. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> like, but I. Oh, I, now they're gonna get the SmackDown tag titles in the next three months. I would love to see the Hardys and the Usos at Mania. I would love to see that match because I don't think they've really, I don't think they've ever faced off against each other. The Usos and the Hardys. No, because when the Hardys came back on, the Usos have been on SmackDown since the brand split. So no, they haven't. Dominic's, I would love to see that match. I would love to. And see And when it. the Usos came up, they came up on Raw, and the Hardys were well. Jeff was gone at that point. Matt was on SmackDown. Have the Hardys. So no, the, they've never faced. Have them win the tag titles, the Hardys at Mania, and then have the Usos go to Raw and view with the revival. That's a match that sign I, me up. I really want to see the rival in the Usos. Absolutely sign me up. Um, and obviously later on in the night they had the tag match uh, with Rowan and Brian versus Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston. So obviously they're booking Owens as a face. Um, at least going forward, at least as of right now, they're tweener, but more of a face, I would think. A few other notes to mention is that Black and Ricochet had a match against oh, uh, right. Rusev and Nakamura, which they won. Decent match. Um, and it looks like they're going to be starting the feud with AJ Styles and Randy Orton. AJ said he yeah. wants a new challenger, and Randy Orton came up. And I've always thought that that match is going to happen at Mania regardless. I knew it was confirmed when AJ got RKO'd off the top rope at the chamber. Yeah. That's when I knew it was happening. But going on, yeah, uh, Kevin Owens earlier in the night asked Stephanie and Shane to tag with Kofi to face Rowan and Brian. And Kevin Owens is kind of a baby face, kind of. And he beat Brian with a stunner. And so he tagged Steve Austin in on Twitter going, yeah. look. <laughs> well, the thing was. And Austin goes, when well executed, it is absolutely devastating. <laughs> well, well, when he used a stunner on Roman, I heard, I heard Owens on Austin's podcast and he was getting a little hot at him for like not doing it or or Owens was talking about how he was getting hot at him on Twitter and now like, that, that's a running joke with Owens and uh, and Austin but some people on the internet are saying that that may be his new finisher um, yeah I, I don't know why you'd give him that don't give I, I, I was just, gonna say the pop-up powerbomb works fine the pop-up powerbomb is such a devastating finish especially if you're not gonna let him use the package pile driver <laughs> Yeah, package power driver can be a little devastating, but kind of. But the pop up power bomb is fantastic. It's one of my favorite finishes. 
in in wrestling right you now. You ever use it in the 2K video games? All the time. I, I literally use it every move. All like, the time. It's awesome. Like I my friends it. get so mad at me. Stop using the pop up power bomb. I love it. It's so great. I was like, why? Because you can't kick out. <laughs> it's so great. So and after the match. Owen shakes Kofi's hand and says, "After I beat him at Fastlane, you will be the first person to have a uh, the first person to have a shot at the title." Right. So he's kind of leaning more towards babyface, which we haven't really seen from Kevin Owens. Not in the WWE. You saw a little bit of it in Ring of Honor before he left. You saw it for ten minutes in NXT. Um, Actually, about two hours. About okay, fair the enough. Ver- the ver- <laughs> the His take- debut match was he was a face. The, ta- the takeover when Sami Zayn finally won the NXT title. Yeah, he it- was he was babyface for about maybe two hours. He- he was a baby face heel. in his match. He was a heel by the end of the night. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, realistically, two hours, fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, we haven't seen a run like this. We're not used to it. I don't think we've seen something like this from Kevin Owens in about five years, I would say, since he left Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a bit of an interesting twist. I really haven't seen it live, so I'm interested to see where this leads. Um, if it's more of a face Kevin Owens, is it a tweener-like? Will he kind of be more of a heel after Mania's over? I wouldn't mind a tweener Kevin Owens. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. He, like, Because obviously he's someone the fans love. The fans love Kevin Owens. Especially, especially, like, the, especially the quote-unquote smart fans. Like people who've been following him since his days as Kevin Steen, Ring of Honor, and PWG. You, you know, I will mainly say that I didn't know who Kevin Owens was until he came to WWE. When I kind of got into indie wrestling is kind of when I got back into re- into wrestling as a fan. And when I started watching NXT, that's when I kind of like watched uh, indie stuff and right. and, and backtracking. Backtracking and, 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 and put the pieces together. And finding other guys who are on the indies. Um, he, he was great in Ring of Honor. He's pretty much the same guy who he is now, which is not, which is something a lot of guys from the indies don't get to be. Mm-hmm. They don't get to be themselves. They kind of get a new character, a new package. But Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, I mean, besides the, the name change, he's pretty much the same guy. Absolutely. Uh, They've let him be the same guy. Yes, and that's it. Like, also, he's he's trimmed down a little bit. He looks good. So he's probably lost about 25, 30 pounds. I think so. I would think so. He, he's got some new tattoos, look really nice. Um Kevin Owens, I feel like, is also kind of a guy who had a really hot start and at some point kind of dipped down, but now he's kind of getting back into the main event scene, which Mm -hmm. is good, which is very good, because a lot of people thought if he ever went to WWE, he would never, ever make it. Well, he proved you all wrong. Yes. You've all been stopped. (laughs) But anyway, but yeah, I mean... I'm interested to see where this goes. I think it's a great filler in this story. Obviously, like I said before, I think this is going to lead to Kofi winning the championship at WrestleMania. I wouldn't mind it being a triple threat match. If if that's if that and the women's triple threat match are the only triple threat matches. Oh yeah, if the there's card. another one, I'm not going. I, I'm going. Obviously, you're going. You're going. I'm obviously going. You have my tickets. So. You're going, but you're going to complain about it. I'm going to complain about it the whole time. But anyway, so why don't we quickly wrap up with some AEW being the elite stuff? By the way, uh, one of my friends mentioned to me the other day, and we're talking, and we were debating a couple weeks ago who's Cody Rhodes' opponent at Double or Nothing. Did you notice that on uh, Goldust's Instagram page, he has nothing yes, about WWE on there? I was telling you, man. Is it Goldust? Yes, I was telling you about this. What if it's Goldust? Gold, I wouldn't. I Goldust like has like he has like no affiliation to WWE anymore. Well, if you remember, I don't know if you watched the latest episode of On the Road to Double or Nothing, but Brandy was basically saying how this match shouldn't happen. Yes, the fact that Cody it. wants it to happen is ridiculous. Sort of thing. I'm starting to believe it might be Cody versus Goldust. 
Well, also one thing we should kind of mention with AEW, some potential signings that could happen uh, within the next few months. Because during our little hiatus, three wrestlers were released from their contracts. Mm-hmm. Ty Dillinger, Hideo Itami, and TJP. Hmm. Ty Dillinger and Hideo Itami was... We kind of all saw that coming. He, like Ty Dillinger, he announced on his on his social media pages that on the Wednesday of that week before he got released, he asked for his, his requested his release from the company. Right. Um, and then that Friday he was released along with Hideo Itami. And that was a, like about almost a month ago when he asked for his release and he finally got it. And now he's back to being Kenta. Kenta will most likely probably go back to Japan. It would be great to see him in AEW, but he probably will go back to Japan. But mm-hmm. who, but who knows? Pac is, Pac is doing some stuff with AEW. So Kenta can do the same thing. Um, Ty Dillinger, um, he's very good friends with Cody Rhodes. He used to tag with him in his OVW days. So maybe after Double or Nothing, he can he can show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one that was kind of strange was TJP. Um, Not that I didn't see it coming, but almost kind of like, I where was, has he been? Yeah, I wasn't necessarily surprised that he got released, but it did kind of feel like, well, how come he got released? Some people were saying because he showed up on 205 one day and he had all these tattoos and he replied on Twitter going, I asked the boss six months ago if that was okay and he gave the okay on it. Um, apparently, like it, it's funny because you see all this stuff for when Hideo got released and everyone's like, oh, Tommy, great guy. Miss you. Love you, man. And uh, some love for Ty Dillinger, I think. But there's like nothing for TJP, so I guess he was just kind of a dick backstage. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe he just didn't get along with people. By the way, speaking of the last uh, edition of The Road to Double or Nothing, I don't know if you noticed, but they quietly announced their next show. Yes, they did. In Jacksonville in July. Do you remember the name? I don't remember the name, but I remember um, who did they just sign in that? B. Um, Priestley. Right, so they were talking about bringing her in, and Brandy said, we're going to bring you in for our July show in Jacksonville. She quietly announced their next show. So, yeah, their next show is going to be in July. Yep, just, in Jacksonville. Just, just two months after Double Is it at the stadium? Is it? I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt if it's at the stadium. They've already been talking about how they need bigger arenas and in stadiums. I mean... That's a different ball game in itself. They'd have to do some. They definitely have to do some pre-sales first. Of course. Well, uh, that well, that's the thing. Well, they were talking about the pre-sale to double or nothing. There were forty-three thousand people in the pre-sale for twelve thousand tickets. I think they could definitely sell it out. I just don't know how fast it would be. I don't think it, it would wouldn't be, be four minutes. I don't it, think it would be as fast. You'd be thinking as, uh, about MGM a Graham. sixty thousand dollar, or I'm sorry, sixty thousand people stadium. Plus the seats on the floor probably could fit seventy thousand in that place because it's a it's mm-hmm. a small football stadium. When you look at all the football stadiums, the Jaguar Stadium is one of the smaller ones when it comes to capacity. Probably fit cl- probably a little over seventy thousand people. So in the they stadium. could do it. They could. Well, they probably, could. They probably could sell it out because every other one fits like either between the newer 80, ones 80, fit around 80, eighty-five 80, to one hundred. Eighty, yeah, eighty-five to about hundred. You know, right? MetLife will probably get about eighty-seven. At Mania, mm. close to it. I think they had 85 or 83 the last time. They're probably going to want more. So they'll do whatever they can to get more. So I would For say sure. probably around 85 at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jacksonville, I think, would be one of categorized one of the smaller football stadiums uh, in the country. And again, it still fits about 60,000 people. Mm-hmm. Plus the seats you would add, I'd say probably about 70,000. It could definitely happen. Yeah, for sure. Just a matter of humidity in Florida. And it's <laughs> a matter of what the match card will be. 
what they're going to be, what they they have plans, what they have in the works. Championships being introduced. Yes, championships. Because as of right now, there's no word of that for double or nothing. And my assumption would be that there won't be. Maybe by July we will have some championships. I would say by the second show we're going to start deciding champions. I would say by the first one you kind of get your you feel. Do you think we'll have a TV deal by then? I think you'd have to. I don't think the TV deal necessarily goes into place and they're doing TV every week. Mm. I'd say you probably have that by the fall. But I would say you probably have something in the works by the second show. Where it's like coming to whatever channel, September, whatever. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll announce it at Double or Nothing. Maybe. Maybe. I just don't expect them to be doing weekly TV episodes by, until the fall. Because they literally said, our next show after Double or Nothing is July. So they're taking two months to get ready for their second show. Yeah. So I would expect that there wouldn't be any TV over the summer. Okay. Well, I mean, they're still promoting it via social media, which is not a bad thing at no, all. No, absolutely not. Um, and social media is the name of the game now. We all know that. Mm-hmm. So, But obviously, you need a TV deal to get a brand across. Of like course, That's the biggest thing. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see where they go down the line. Obviously, you know, the speculation with Cody Rhodes. Obviously, the, the big thing from being the elite is the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros is official. Um, yes. Basically, the Young Bucks invaded an indie show and cost the Lucha Bros the tag titles and laid out the... Yes, and LAX. And laid out the challenge to them officially. They accepted, and then they got super kicked for their actions. So that match is official. dirty little Lucha Brothers. Yes. So my question to you now, when we look at Double or Nothing, are they the main event of the show? Or would you give that to Kenny and Jericho? Because the Bucks want to um it's it could be either one but because the bucks want to revolutionize tag team wrestling and really make that a focal you think point it would company, be that i would say it's that over omega and jericho because for one the match has already happened right i mean as far as a mainstream appeal you can put jericho and omega in the match because for people who know who chris jericho is will watch and for people who don't really know who kenny omega or the young bucks are they they will watch and find out who they are right um so I lean a little bit more towards the Young Bucks than the Lucha Brothers. Okay. A little bit Fair more enough. towards the tag team match. By the way, I sent you Adam Page's Instagram story the other day when he was talking about going to the gym at 3.30 in the morning, and three minutes later he walks out it. going, I'm going home. I didn't see it. <laughs> he basically said, he was like, all right, day one of the uh, the full gear challenge. It's like 3.33 in the morning. It's stamped. Yeah. And his next one's at 3.36 going, it's too early. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's He's the story. So with, funny. That's, that's the story with Hangman is that they want him to be in tip top shape. In tip top shape. I'm um, being the elite. They, or he'll be fired. They said, "We want you to be skinny, but big." Yes. <laughs> he wants you to lose weight and Do you then, and then he, gain the weight back. Remember what he told. Billy Gunn to tell him. He's like, tell him that he needs to, you know, look better and all yeah. that stuff. And he goes, I okay, "Got it. You're, you're fat." fat. <laughs> <laughs> I love being an elite so much. But yeah, I mean, so far it's shaping up to be an interesting show. Obviously, uh, with the more being the elites that come out and the more roads of double or nothing that come out, more speculation coming in um, and all of that. Anything else, CJ? That was quick. <laughs> yeah, rather quick. Um, no, I think we kind of touched everything. Um, uh, the only really other thing. Oh, there's that one more thing. What's that? Uh, that is um, well, just have, kind of some news about the podcast going forward. Okay. Well, there's a few other things I remember there going on wrestling. All right. Well, um, you get to that first then. Um, oh, right now, the conf- confirm a confirmed match for uh, the Ring of Honor uh, New Japan show from Madison oh, Square Garden. Card in the Garden. Uh, the Briscoes versus the Gorillas of Destiny. Um, I think it's just an exhibition match, champions versus champions, because G.O.D. have the IWGB heavyweight titles. 
Briscoes obviously have the ROH tag titles. Jay White is confirmed that he will be defending the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship at the show because the uh, tournament uh, pay-per-view that's coming uh, that's happening next, he doesn't defend the title, which he will be facing Will Ospreay. Also, Nick Miller, formerly, well, formerly Nick Miller, I can't remember what his current name is. He was released from NXT a while ago because he moved back to Australia because his wife gave birth to their first son. Mm-hmm. And he has now, he's, a, he's gone from NXT, and he has joined Chaos in New Japan. Good for him. He was always very good. I don't know what Shane Thorne's going to do, but I'm sure they'll figure something out. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. He'll, he'll be okay. And uh, I think, yeah, I think that's it. All right, so some interesting news with the podcast going forward. Uh, CJ and I have found ways to get our podcast on more platforms. So yes. this will be the last edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast on our SoundCloud page uh, because we do have some interesting news about uh, other platforms that we are going to be posting on, starting with this episode. And actually, all of our previous episodes have been posted to these platforms already, so you can go and listen to them there. Uh, but starting now and going forward, we will be promoting our podcast on Anchor.fm. Uh, you can listen to it on our profile there. You can also get our podcast at the moment on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Uh, we are still working through some kinks to get it on Apple Podcasts and TuneIn. Uh, those will be up probably in the next couple of weeks, but multiple platforms to listen to our podcast going forward. Yep. <laughs> That's basically now, it, CJ. <laughs> yeah, well, Sean had his phone in front of him reading all the platforms. But yes, this is very exciting. We're uh, very happy about this. Now you don't have to keep listening on SoundCloud. You can listen on other uh, podcast platforms. Maybe if you don't like SoundCloud and you have one of these platforms already, you're like, okay, I like using this a hell of a lot better. So yeah, we're very happy. We kind of feel like this podcast is actually getting somewhat of steam. I was going to say, we're getting it slowly but surely, I will say. And I will say, and this is something we really don't do. <laughs> We've only ever done it once. Right. Um, you know, follow us on Twitter at TNAWP. Follow us on Instagram at the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Like us on Facebook at the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. On our social media, and me and Sean, we kind of just stopped doing this, but it was the 30-day wrestling challenge. Yeah, that lasted up to what? Yeah, day, seven? day day eight, which was, I, I say, we couldn't even make 10. I forgot to do it one day. I was busy just one like, day. You know what? Like, whatever. Yeah, this is... Um, just gonna stop. But yeah, we, but, we tried to be obviously more active on our social media just with some different things going around. Obviously. But for those of you who have who follow us or whatever, you know, if you want us to bring that back, let us know and we will definitely do it again. We'll resume from where we left off. We're not gonna start it again. Yeah, because that's just dumb. We're basically just gonna send out old tweets. Um, so <laughs> bottom line, that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Gaston Coat said so. <laughs> we'll be back next week. We have Fastlane coming up next Sunday, so we'll do our predictions this upcoming week uh for that pay-per-view again obviously a very uh, not i would say you know a predictable pay-per-view because there are some things that we're kind of very interested with but it's it. definitely going to lead to the road to wrestlemania it's going to lean into everything going confirm storylines will happen so even Kofi though mania. The, mania baby even though if actually kofi mania baby <laughs> So even though they are kind of filler pay-per-views, when things are this done... This one's important. When things are done to set up WrestleMania, it's always fun to see these things happen. So anyway, I think we should leave it there. Absolutely. Sean McChesney. CJ Palmisano. See you next time. <laughs>